I'm just going to say that our group was on another level. Like we were on some shit and I like we didn't even talk to each other. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like literally we were so I'm crying. We were so in the zone at that point that like the three of us were standing next to each other. But like space in between us, like just going fucking ape shit during that set. Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Hosted by me, Emma Capotis. Each week, I'll be covering everything from dance music culture, industry news, trending topics, and festival tips, advice, and reviews. You can also expect to hear stories from ravers, artists, business owners, and more. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. How are we all feeling? Whew, I'm feeling great today, you guys. I'm so excited for today's episode. You guys got me again solo, no guests, just me and you chatting about our most memorable sets of all time. It's going to be a good time. All right. Uh, really quickly, I wanted to mention you guys. I'm sorry if there's been a lot of echo in the podcast recordings. I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm still trying to figure out my recording situation because, you know, I moved into my house in September and I've been slowly but surely building up like my it's my home office slash creative space. But I have been noticing that it's been a little echoey. So I apologize for that. I'm I think I'm gonna make the investment and buy like soundproofing foam for this room and we're gonna see how that goes so that's been ordered from Amazon (laughs) and hopefully the audio will get better and I'm just gonna continue to improve upon this podcast so I appreciate you guys who give me feedback and let me know how things are going so thank you for doing that Um, you can always touch base with me at rave culture cast on Instagram and on Twitter um, or email me rave culture cast at gmail.com Speaking of all that, today is pretty much based upon your emails and submissions. I am so excited to dive into them today. If any of you guys are new here, first and foremost, welcome. Um, I love to do these episodes every now and then. And when I first started the podcast, a lot of the episodes were like this, but I like to just pick a topic that really is like near and dear to all of our hearts and we can just talk music and celebrate this community. And so today is all about our most memorable sets of all time. It's going to be a good one. Now, I did do an episode, I don't even know, it was probably in 2020, called Your Most Unforgettable Moments. It's a little different than that. Those were unforgettable like moments at raves and festivals that weren't necessarily music related. So there were some really special stories about like rave fan meetings or people meeting people in the crowd and just really special moments. So definitely go back and listen to that. Today is specifically sets that blew us away. So that's what we're chatting about today. Um, really quickly before we jump into everything, a couple announcements. First and foremost, if you guys are craving more community, you want to meet more people, definitely check out our Rave Culture Cast community group on Facebook. And then we also have a Discord now. The Discord is really great as well because we have all these different channels. So if you guys want to do meetups at festivals or you want to find a Rave fam to attend shows with, there are all different channels for that. So yeah, whatever is helpful to you guys, definitely check out those communities. And then my second thing I'm really, really excited about. So I'm actually going to be hosting a webinar on Sunday, June 27th at 6 p.m. Eastern. And this is all about 
how to land brand deals and collaborations. So if you are somebody who struggles with this area and you want to learn more about um, how to reach out to brands, how to get them to notice your content, like how to navigate that whole world, um, or just general information on how to work with brands, then this webinar is definitely for you. Um, I'm going to put a link in the show note if you show notes if you guys want to register. I also thought it would be really, really helpful to do um, a panel at the end because I always do Q&As at the end of my webinars. But in this instance, I thought it'd be really helpful to actually have some business owners on to answer your questions. So I know I have two people for sure who are business owners in the Rave community that are going to be coming on to answer questions as well. So I don't want you guys to miss out on all of that. Again, it's happening Sunday, June 27th at 6 p.m. Eastern. But absolutely no worries if you can't make it live. As long as you guys register through the link, you will get a recording from the webinar so you won't miss out on any of the information. So yeah, that's my only announcement today. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You guys ready? We're going to jump right into this stuff. And then I'm going to do all my memorable sets first. Then I'm going to do your emails. And then I'm going to do all the Facebook comments because there were a lot, you guys. And I, can't, I didn't read through any of them. So we're going to be surprised together. Okay, you guys. So quick disclaimer, I feel like I have to say this before we start. But as I was writing out my list, I went back to 2015. I was like, fuck it. I'm going back to the first festival I ever attended. And I'm not just doing festival sets. I do have some general raves and shows that I went to as well. Um, I'm probably missing a lot. Let's be honest here. Okay, but I tried to do the ones that stand out in my mind the most. Here's the thing. Um, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of repetition in here. So don't get annoyed at me if I have seven lines, like seven times and above and beyond on here, like five times. Like I can't help it that every single set they do is fucking fire. <laughs> so I, I tried to not have too much repetition, but I'm being honest. These are the sets that were memorable to me. So let's take it back. Okay. EDC Las Vegas 2015 was my first music festival that I ever attended, which totally changed the game for me, but that's a different story for another day. So there were for sure a lot of sets at EDC in 2015. Like, it's funny. I was definitely a main stage kind of girl. Like, I just remember us being at Kinetic Field for a majority of the time, which is kind of what happens when you first get started. You know all the big headliners. You're not that familiar with the underground people just yet. Um, but at the time, Circuit Grounds was the coolest stage ever because it was the when it was still... Um, indoors oh my god I'm forget it's a mega structure that's what they used to call it it was a mega structure and so you could go in and it was like all the lights and like LED screens above you I absolutely loved that I wish they could bring it back but circuit grounds is way too fucking big now anyways so that was my favorite stage besides kinetic field that year and it this one I will just never forget it like I can perfectly picture being there and I remember the set it's on YouTube I've watched it a million times but Dada Life Oh my God, you guys. Okay, Dada Life was one of the first artists that like really got me into EDM. Like their album, Feed the Dada, like I think we can all collectively agree in 2015, 2014, like that was the fucking shit. And I was completely obsessed with Dada Life. And they're so much fun live. Like they throw out all of these balloons and like they have bananas and champagne bottles. <clears throat> and it's just crazy. But their intro gave me body chills like it was so fucking good again it's on YouTube it's like somebody's recording from the crowd but it I get chills every time I watch it it was so fun and high energy and I was losing my goddamn mind and we had the best time ever it was extremely hot though that's all I remember like two of my friends had to go like sit down on the side because they were like very overwhelmed 
by everything but um yeah the intro gave me chills and there were so many drops in there that I like absolutely lost my mind um so yeah so that one for sure okay 2016 I have a bunch so 2016 you know I had my first festival now we're like okay we're completely obsessed we're diving into excuse me guys we are diving into festivals like I want to go to as much as possible so I have a few from EDC New York that was the only year I went to EDC New York and then of course EDC Las Vegas and then I also want to kick things off in January of 2016 me and my best friend Vicky we I don't know why we did this but you know good times we flew to Miami to go to Life in Color like Life in Color as in the paint fucking party okay we were 25 years old probably a little too old for that but whatever so the lineup was so good though and I think I've talked about this before but Jack Yu is a headliner and we were completely obsessed with Jack Yu <clears throat> also Flostradamus was another headliner nightmare like I was completely obsessed with all of these artists so we were like we're flying to Miami and going to this so Jack U is on my memorable list for a lot of reasons. Some of my other Jack U sets I've seen before are so good, but there was just something about that. Like we just had the best time. We were totally sober that whole weekend. Like it just was amazing seeing them. We went absolutely buck wild and like that whole Jack U album is incredible. And I'll just never forget. Like we literally flew there for like two days and flew home. Um, so good times. That one is definitely, definitely on the list that kicked off 2016 Okay, so the next two, I have three from EDC New York. Um, That was such a fun event. Like the weather was not that great that year. And it was also um, a new location. It was at City Field, which was not the best. But that was my first time seeing Seven Lions ever. And it was amazing. And so he was at, I guess it was called, was it Circuit Grounds? Cosmic Meadow? I don't know what the stage was called at EDC New York. I think it might have been Cosmic Meadow. But anyway, um, it was really bad weather like it looked like it was gonna torrentially downpour but for some reason it kind of like went around city field and it just drizzled a little bit and we were like blessed by the rave gods that it didn't pour on us and this like rainbow popped into the sky like over the stage I still have a photo of it and I just was like completely obsessed with that whole set and like seven lions totally blew me away and that's why I tell you guys even if you're like unsure you're not like totally sold when you see him live like it changes fucking everything for you and I've heard people tell me that before so that's why I'm like guys if you have the chance go see him live because it's going to change everything okay some other sets that were really good Dash Berlin on main stage was so fun like he's always awesome but I was like really really into Dash Berlin for a long time there um and he's like really fun euphoric how uh euphoric trance excuse me uh, and there was like that was like prime prime like trance time that I was really really into it like 2015 2016 a little 2017 um the other artist I want to mention is Jaws he threw the fuck down at EDC New York he was the same stage as Seven Lions it was later at night like I believe it was like a 9 p.m slot and like that era of Jaws I loved so much oh my god it was like so wubby and just like mm, so stanky and good so I just remember I had so many steps after that set like him and Dylan Francis that weekend like I shook my ass so much it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even funny love him so those were really really good okay moving to EDC Las Vegas 2016 so if you guys if you guys watch me on all my other channels and things like that you've probably heard me say that EDC 2016 was one of my favorites ever um just like vibe wise we had the best group it was so much fun 
the sets we saw that year like I have a million right here it was hard for me to narrow it down but like everybody that year was just so good and a lot of these sets are on YouTube again so I highly recommend checking them out so that was the first year I ever saw Eric Prids and Above and Beyond so I'm going to mention them really quickly both extremely special for their own right like Eric Prids always gets hyped up a lot and for good reason so finally seeing him at circuit grounds with the lasers and the lighting and I guess like as a newbie into dance music at that point I didn't have a full understanding of like the build-ups and the drops and the artistry of putting on a performance and somebody like Eric Prids who has so much music like it took me on a journey and that was one of those first moments for me that I was like oh I love this music like this is something really special and then above and beyond same thing like if, if you guys know you know they put their messages and they type them in real time and display them to the crowd and it was so beautiful and they it was really really amazing so those two for sure anytime you see an artist for the first time that's special for sure all right and the other ones I will quickly mention um Nightmare and Troy Boy at Bass Pod they played separately but like those two sets in particular woof. Oh my God. Like I remember them in and out a little bit. <laughs> Not going to lie. I was a little bit lit, but nightmare. That's when the base pod um, was like those different, those like separate, like alien structure structures that shot fire. Like first off, it was so hot when they did that. But um, again, I was like a hardcore nightmare fan there. I still love him, but I, he was like a can't miss for me for a couple years there in 2015, 2016, for sure. Threw down. Um, Troy boy just was like, I was super into trap at that time too. So like hearing him and his like trap set, like it was all of the fucking vibes. Um, I won't touch on these for too long because I already mentioned them. Here's the beginning of the repetition. But Jaws and Seven Lions at main stage on Kinetic Field in 2016. Some of the best sets I've ever seen in my entire life. Like hands down, go watch those. They're on YouTube. Again, that era of Jaws in particular was just like, the, the best it was just absolutely the best the songs that he came out with at that time were so much fun um and that was like kind of me getting a little bit into bass house and then you know to go it was literally a month in between to go from EDC New York seeing Seven Lions for the first time to seeing him um at EDC Las Vegas you know we were with our two well it was with, with my best friend Tara and our friends Brady and Marcus um, none of them had seen him so for all of us to see for me to like watch them see seven lions for the first time on main stage like blew us all away so that was really great and then I have marshmallow marshmallow at cosmic meadow uh one of my favorite sets still to this time um I'm an OG mellow gang member I saw his first set he ever played in his career he opened for Skrillex on Halloween in New York City and I was hooked ever since. And especially that era of Marshmallow music, like very bouncy, a little bit trap. He also like had so many guests come out. He had Jaws come out. He had Martin Garrix come out. I can't remember. I think he had Skrillex come out. And then at the very end, it's still in the video on YouTube. You can see they were like, he's going to reveal himself and he's going to take off his helmet. And he like took off his helmet and Tiesto was under it. So that was like a whole little joke they did at the end. But the whole set, we were right in the front right of the stage just like pop locking and dropping it and it was amazing so yeah EDC 2016 very very special to me okay moving on 2017 so this is where I started to venture out <laughs> a little bit I was like let's go to some other festivals right so that was the first year I ever did ultra music festival and um 
me and my, my friend Tara did that, just the two of us and had the best time, like genuinely had the best time. We really got to see like everybody we wanted to see. And it was super special um, above and beyond. Obviously was a highlight. We were on the rail for them, which like I'm not usually an on the rail kind of person, but we were like, we're fucking in the front and center for this. So that was really cool. Um, The only thing I will say is like with Above and Beyond, like we couldn't see the messages they were putting up on the screen because we were too close. So I kind of do wish we were a little bit further back for that, actually. But um, most memorable for sure goes to Carl Cox. First time seeing Carl Cox, we saw him two nights because he has his Carl Cox's mega structure, which is a staple at Ultra. And again, it just was another moment of like, I feel like education for me as a dance music fan because he is an absolute legend. And so to actually witness him and see his sets and see how excited he is to perform and he like plays for two hours, like it just takes you on a whole fucking journey. And it's just such good beats, like techno beats. And it was amazing. Um, So we loved him and we ended up going for the full two hours the second day as well to see him play again. So If you ever have the opportunity to see Carl Cox, do not miss him. Okay, and then the last one I had from Ultra, I definitely think Tara would agree with this, is Sam Felt. You guys, I don't know what it was, but sometimes when you least expect something to be amazing and it just happens to be that good, like he was one of the first sets. I forget if it was the first day or if it was Saturday, but we pull up to Ultra. He's one of the first sets on main stage and we were like, let's go see him early because I was like, loved Sam Felt all the tropical house vibes and we went all the way like right up in the front almost against the railing and it was so fun we were roasting alive I will never forget that but it was so much fun like he was so upbeat and happy and again like all the tropical house vibes and then he brought out you know he had a sax player and a trumpet player um I don't know it just was like the most fun and we were like what the fuck like that ended up being I will not forget it we kept saying at the end of the weekend he was in the top five of the whole weekend so I will never forget that um okay moving on to EDC Las Vegas 2017 um these are the years I get kind of confused I'm not gonna lie to you because I've done five EDCs 2017 and 2018 kind I kind of like mix them up sometimes so I have to remember like what I was wearing and what group I was with because that like helps me me remember but I've said this a million times like probably in my top ooh, probably my top three favorite sets of my entire career was seven lions at circuit grounds um he had the fireworks set so I was like a stan at this point like I was completely obsessed he was one of my favorite artists and he played Oh gosh, I don't think it was coming home. It was a way to say goodbye. Talk about getting you in your fucking feels, you guys. Like, oh gosh, it was so beautiful. And then the fireworks were up over circuit grounds and we were just like in our feels so much. But that whole set is beautiful. Again, almost all of these EDC has up on YouTube. Um, The other one that year that was really amazing was Dylan Francis on main stage. I can't not have a good time at his set like every single time I see him I'm happy I can't stop dancing it's the most entertaining and it's so much fun you guys like you cannot miss a Dylan set um so that one at main stage was unbelievable it was it was a predicament actually because he was playing at the same time as above and beyond 
and we couldn't decide because we know we all know how magical above and beyond is but we were like guys we've done up above and beyond a couple times now like let's let's give dylan a chance and then they both were playing hour and a half sets so we were like we'll watch half of dylan and half of above and beyond we went to dylan we couldn't leave we were like nope we're not leaving this is like way 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 too good um and then we met our friend sarah and mike during that set and it was the best time ever so had to shout him out okay almost done with 2017 izu uh, i don't know if this was the no i went to izu in 2016 for one day izu 2017 was the first time i ever did all three days and there were a lot but again to narrow it down joyride joyride was one of my favorite sets that whole weekend and it was memorable because okay if some of you guys have experienced this he was at 4 p.m 4 p.m like no one's even lit yet it's an early time slot I've never seen a crowd go like absolutely ape shit as like this set. It didn't even matter. Like he is so much fun and so upbeat. Like it's very bouncy bass house. And so he just came out and was like, I don't give a shit that it's a four o'clock time slot. I'm throwing the fuck down. So he just like went in and I just remember our group just all looking at each other like what? And I, I can picture myself in the crowd texting our friends who were on their way. And we were like, you need to get here right now. Like this is unfucking real. Um, and it, it was so much fun. So that like absolutely blew us away. And I can't that might have been one of the first times I saw Joyride probably unless I saw him at EDC before that. But Yes. Okay. Last one is just a show. Um, this is where I got like a little, it was hard for me to remember. I was going back on Facebook and Instagram because I, I do a lot of shows in New York City and in Brooklyn. But um, one that stands out to me for sure from 2017 was Mala. Again, Mala was another artist that like I, for like a time period there, was like completely and utterly obsessed. So we saw Mala at Analog in Brooklyn, which is a very, this is why it was memorable. It's a very, very tiny, like clubby space, almost feels very underground. Like you opened this curtain and just went into this room that was like a square. You could literally see like the bars on either side and the stage. That was it. And so it was just like this hot, sweaty, packed, like underground clubby kind of feel. And he came out at 2 a.m., and it like the the crowd went absolutely fucking nuts. And it was one of those nights that, you know, when you just make rave friends for the night, like it was just me and my best friend Vicky there by ourselves. And we met this whole group of friends and we were all hanging out with each other. And it's like the best, like you'll never speak to them ever again. But for that night, you guys were like the best of friends. It was the best. It was so much fun. Okay, you guys. So the next in the next section we're moving on to 2018 okay so in 2018 memorable sets kaigo's kids in love tour at barclays center in brooklyn was beautiful i mean i i've seen him play festival sets but to go to his own tour was so special and he had a lot of the singers that perform on his songs there and like the whole crowd got these um like glow bracelets and they glowed different colors and to the beat of the songs he was playing so like the whole arena at Barclays like lit up and it was absolutely magical like such a beautiful show so that one for sure um okay some other shows this one was really special so I got to go to Gorgon City's album release party at, um, at Output in Brooklyn which was one of my favorite clubs ever Oh, I can't even describe this club to you guys. Like talk about true dance music. Like this was a club that was open till six in the morning. Like every 
they focused more on like house and techno and more underground artists but like you went in there and just like didn't come out until the sun came up so on the roof though it's a totally different vibe they almost had this like not rainforest themed but like garden themed it's so cool I have a vlog about this up on my YouTube channel just type in Gorgon City vlog probably and the roof has this beautiful view of New York City like it's absolutely gorgeous and the drinks are so good there so we went to see this album release party and they played the entire thing through and did a whole DJ set and a bunch of the singers were there and they sang the songs live and it was so packed like you were literally like sardines could not move and I remember just pouring sweat like all my makeup came off like it was fucking disgusting because it was in August in New York but that was like talk about special like that's never gonna happen ever again so that one for sure um okay moving on to two I have two EDC Las Vegas sets in this round so Elenium we can't go through this episode without mentioning Elenium um this is where I this is where I get confused because Elenium's circuit ground, excuse me, Elenium's Cosmic Meadow set in 2017 and in 2018 were on this list. And then I was like, wait, I can't remember. I can't remember the difference between the two of them. But I do remember 2017 was extremely magical. Like, oh, God, those first few Elenium, like that first album and those tracks he used to do like, oh, I can't even. But his set in 2018 was specifically special because of the vibes. Guys, the fucking vibes. So sometimes I'm sure you guys can relate. You just have the right crew like this. The pieces of the puzzle come together. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking directly to you and I know you guys know Um, you just like you know how you pick people up like you just like go through the night and you kind of like assemble. So it was me, Brady and Tara. That was our EDC crew. And then our friends, Sarah and Mike, who I mentioned we met at Dylan Francis we met up with them and then they were with like a family member and a friend and so it was the four of them and we all just like came together at this set and Elenium played one of the most beautiful sets of all time like it was so fucking good especially at Cosmic Meadow which like has the best vibes and I just I just can't it was truly fucking magical it was really good but the crew makes everything like it was actually Sarah and Mike's friends first EDC ever so like seeing I just get that like so I get so excited when I see a festival or I see a set through like a newbie's eyes if that makes sense like when I get to take somebody to their first Eric Prid set or I get to take somebody to their first EDC like there is nothing that gives me more fucking joy than that (laughs) I don't know what it is maybe I'm just like such a true rave mom but yeah that was super special Okay, and then the last one I had for 2018. Oh, excuse me, 2018. Um, I had, guys, I'm going to mention Eric Pritz in every single year. I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, Eric Pritz at Circuit Grounds, like, how can I put this? I'm just going to say that our group was on another level. Like, we were on some shit, and I, like, we didn't even talk to each other. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, literally, we were so... I'm crying. We were so in the zone at that point that like the three of us were standing next to each other, but like space in between us, like just going fucking ape shit during that set. And like I had a fan and I've literally never fanned myself so hard. Like I literally probably look like a crackhead, Um, but it was so much fun. And I'll never forget that like a subscriber came up to me during that set and I was mortified. I was like, I can't even imagine what state I look like I'm in right now, (laughs) but it was so 
so much fun. So there's Eric Prids is always special. Um, speaking of Eric Prids, the last that I had um, in December 2018, I got to see my first Adam Bayer back to back Serez D set. And Serez D is Eric Prids' alias. Um, it was super cool. It was at the Brooklyn Naval Yard, which is by far the biggest venue I've ever gone to for a show. Like it's a literal naval yard, like where they would put ships in it. So like the ceilings, I can't even describe how high they were. And this like space was absolutely massive. And they set up these lasers and lighting like so where the stage was, you could stand so far back. Like I can't even describe like how wide and how long the space was. So we were really smart. What we ended up doing is there's always like a sound booth that's planted like directly in the center, but it's usually a little bit back. So because it was so crowded and so overwhelming, we stood right in front of the sound booth so that nobody could stand behind us and we couldn't get like creeped on and stuff like that. And then we ended up making friends with all the people around us, which was really nice because 10 out of 10 recommend when we had to use the bathroom the people around us were like we'll hold your spot don't worry so it's always good guys to be really friendly to the people around you at shows because one you never know when they can help you or you can help them and you really should just be looking out for people so always make friends with the people around you so that one was super special okay 2019 we're at 2019 which it kind of breaks my heart but this is the last on the list because we didn't have shows in 2020 and I haven't really had shows yet this year so these are my last few beautiful memories and I the reason I'm doing this now is because I want to look back on all of this and I want to kind of have like a clean slate going into 2021 and 2022 because it's going to feel so new and if any of you guys are in the same boat as me, like I have my first real, I, I saw Medusa in Atlantic City, but that was like a nightclub experience. I have my first like dance music show coming up at the Brooklyn Mirage opening night, July 1st. I will be there. Hopefully I see some of you guys there. The openers, if you even want to call them openers, are Lee Foss and Side Piece. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked, but like, are you kidding me? That's like a house dream I'm I've been dying to see Lee Foss and Side Piece like completely obsessed with them so that whole night is gonna be magical so that's like my first show back and then there's a bunch in Brooklyn this summer so I will be there like every other weekend and then my first festival is not till Labor Day so we'll have all new memorable sets moving forward but getting back to 2019 let's get into it okay so first and foremost I have Oliver Heldens because you know I have to have all my favorite artists of all time on this and Oliver Heldens show it was at Avant Gardner in New York City or in Brooklyn excuse me um so this was just a show but this was a super special night like he came through with the lineup it was Tommy Sunshine Drezzo GTA good times ahead and Valentino Khan so it was one of those like you didn't want to miss any of the openers like we got there when it started and every single opener like brought it and was so fire and then by the time Oliver came on we were on like such a high it was so much fun and it was one of the best Oliver shows I've ever seen so I had to put that in here because he's my favorite so that one for sure okay EDC Vegas there were literally too many to like mention um but if we're going to talk memorable here, what I'll say is memorable was Friday night getting to see Eric Prids play and then above and beyond go right after him. I've already talked about them enough. You know how I feel. But to see two of my favorite artists back to back at my favorite stage circuit grounds was 
so special like absolutely so special and the fireworks were in between them like are you kidding me when I saw that I literally almost lost my mind um even this year looking at the EDC lineup I already put my whole spreadsheet together I like break down I put it in google sheets I put all the stages um EDC already announced the stage lineups so you can start to like categorize and it can basically show you who potential set time conflicts are going to be so you can start to prepare yourself um but already looking at the stage lineups by day I can kind of like see some trends so like Sunday at circuit grounds Eric Prids is playing and so is lane eight if I get to see Eric Prids into lane eight or lane eight into Eric Prids like that is going to be another mind-blowing fucking moment so like getting to see those things is like super memorable um I'm gonna leave it there because there were way too many other really really good sets in 2019 so I, I can't I can't I gotta move on um electric zoo god I'm a fucking broken record at this point electric zoo above and beyond okay there I said it um this one in particular was really special because they played a lot of their group therapy album which is kind of like old news to them now like they play so much of their newer stuff but it was really group therapy heavy. And I was so excited that they did that. Like our whole friend group was like going absolutely nuts. nuts. So that was really beautiful. Um, who else do I have on Izu? I really only had Above and Beyond on here. Even though there were just like so many good ones that whole weekend. Like obviously Prida, Eric Prids' alias. We were like up in the front in the VIP area for that. That was really, really cool. Um, Imagine Music Festival. So Imagine was pretty special. I feel like there were some really really amazing sets um hands down probably my top two of the whole weekend most memorable was lane eight um it was my first time seeing him and for those of you who don't know he's definitely more on the deep house side it's very melodic not really any lyrics and it's just like a lot of um a lot of build-ups and like these beautiful drops and for the longest time I didn't really listen to him too much but all my friends really liked him and then I was like let me just go see him live and I was like completely blown away and I literally couldn't leave the set and I remember I was with Vibe with Aid and her and her boyfriend at the time and Taylor went to another stage they went to see a bass artist I think and I was like girl I'm not leaving so they left me there and I ended up meeting up with like some of the Lunchbox fam so it was just kind of like a cool experience too because Imagine Music Festival was kind of like the first time I went off on my own in quotation marks. Like I left my group and I went and saw who I wanted to see. 10 out of 10 recommend that too. <laughs> if you guys can be safe about it. Like I still was with people I knew, but I kind of went off and did my own thing and thoroughly enjoyed Lainey. It was amazing. And then of course, Seven Lions. That was the last time I've seen Seven Lions and it was one of his best sets he's ever played. Some of his transitions, like he threw in new um, mixes that we hadn't heard before. Um, the stay for it remix that he did with like sun and moon from above and beyond and like Miguel like literally blew me and vibe vibe with AIDS mind I have vlogs on all of these festivals you guys on my YouTube channel if you want to <laughs> see our reactions in real time so yeah that's all that um, EDC Orlando same thing there were really really memorable moments but for me being on the rail for IO hands down one of the best times again I'm not really somebody who goes on the rail but that weekend I kind of did do it all on my own I went to the festival pretty much kind of on my own every day and I went early on Saturday specifically to see Io because I think he was playing at like 2 30 or 2 p.m and I was against the rail and it was absolutely magical and he like for him to come out and play like acid rave like techno at like 2 30 p.m on main stage at EDC and just like absolutely rock everybody's world was 
beautiful to see. And especially now that we've lost Io, like I will forever hold those memories like so special in my heart. So, oh, I'm going to get emotional here. I actually have Io on here again. So I'll just bring that up. Um, the last show I saw in 2020 was, I think it was March 14th. So literally within that week, COVID was starting to become a thing. And we were like, we have a show this weekend. We have IO like this weekend. Is it safe to go? Like, but it wasn't really, we didn't have stay at home orders yet. So luckily we went and thank God we did because that was the last thing we did. And it was unreal. It was daylight savings time. So he went on at like one in the morning, but really it was midnight. And he like, we literally left at 3.30 or four and he was still playing. And it was at King's Hall, which is attached to Avant Gardner. Such a good venue, guys, if you ever are around here. King's Hall is different. So Avant Gardner is like the big, the biggest area that's indoors. Brook- then if you like walk down the hallway and you walk outside, it's the Brooklyn Mirage. These are all attached, which is what's really cool. The Brooklyn Mirage is outside and there's a huge space in the center. And then they have all these staircases. It looks like Winterfell. If you guys are Game of Thrones fans, there are all these state um, staircases and you can like go on the different terraces and watch from above. So fucking cool. If you go back inside, like down the hallway, uh, I forget the name of it, but there's this like small space and it almost looks like a circus kind of like it's like a little circular room. So that's an event space. And then King's Hall is there and it's more like darker nightclub-y underground kind of feel. And that's where Io was. And it was like, oh my God, it was full blown underground rave vibes. And he fucking killed it, obviously. Like we had a huge group. That was the really cool thing about that. It was me and my best friend Tara. And then we met up with Tom and Andrew from Lunchbox. Shout out Tom and Andrew. And then Andrew's whole Tomorrowland family was there and there were about 20 of them. So it was just so fun because it was like friends of friends and we all had the best time ever. So yeah, had to shout that show out as well. Okay, you guys, I'm almost done. I think it's comical that I'm like, I'm not going to talk that long today. That's what I say in my head before I record. I'm like, bitch, shut up. (laughs) I literally, I hope you can tell how much I love this. Like I could never get sick of talking about this stuff it just makes me so happy and I hope you guys enjoy talking about dance music as well because it's it's just the absolute best and these memories are why I do what I do seriously so the last one I wanted to mention here was another show and it was Dylan Francis at Avant Gardner um same reasons like I mentioned before like he I'll just never have as much fun as I do at a Dylan set Um, and his visuals and his whole performance are always so much fun. And I just never stop dancing. Like I always have the most amount of steps. My iPhone will be like, you have 40,000 steps after a Dylan Francis show. Like it just always is that way. Um, cause we'd be shaking that booty, you know what I'm saying? So that's all I've got. That's all she wrote. Now we're going to talk about you guys, but first I'm going to take a super quick break here. Alrighty, you guys, really quickly, I wanted to mention some of you might know, but I have a social media coaching business now. So I get to work with um, aspiring creators and social media influencers and business owners on their social media strategy. Um, I've helped my clients launch their own podcasts and YouTube channels, grow their engagement and their platforms and so many other things. So if you guys are interested, I currently have one spot open for my one-on-one coaching program. Um, So if you guys are interested, please shoot me a DM or you can apply for my program using the link in the show notes. Uh, The one-on-one coaching is super intimate. We meet meet on a weekly basis, one-on-one obviously, and we will work on whatever it is that you guys 
need help with. Um, it's a 12 week program and yeah. And I really, really love working with people one-on-one and helping you achieve whatever goals you want to with your social media. Or like I mentioned, it can be about working with brands. You know, you want to revamp your page. You need help with content ideas, whatever it might be. So if you guys are interested in working with me one-on-one, definitely apply using the link in the show notes. All right. With that being said, let's get back into the episode. All right, let's read some emails. Let's read some emails. I'm so excited. Okay, we got a bunch here, you guys. I haven't done emails in a while. Okay, this one's from April. April Espinosa. What's up, girl? Okay, she said, hey, love you, girl. I love you right back. Okay, so my most memorable set that meant everything to me was EDC Las Vegas 2019, San Holo, San Holo, excuse me, San Holo at Kinetic. We had gotten there super early, camped at the front just for him. I'm a huge fan. Me and my husband had just gotten married there. Oh my God, that's amazing. It was so special. And I got to meet San's best friend, Haley uh, and Thorwald. And I had walked down the aisle to one of his songs. So hearing him just made the whole weekend a thousand times better. Being in the moment with my husband and I met all the most amazing Bird Nest members. It was just so amazing. Hands down, best set and memories Also, if you're having a meetup at EDC, I'll definitely be there to see you. Yes. Okay, first off, congrats on getting married. That's so special. Yes, you guys, we're coming in hot with the meetups during festival season. You have no idea. Like, Imagine Music Festival definitely will be having some EDC Las Vegas and EDC Orlando. I will have multiple. I'm going to do separate meetups. So like specifically for the Rave Culture cast fam here because I want to genuinely meet you guys we'll do separate meetups and then I'm gonna do like my YouTube fam and I'll probably do some with vibe with aid and we'll have a million so I can't wait to see you guys and lunchbox lunchbox always has really big group meetups too that I'll be at okay this is from Shana Weber or Shanna Weber she's she said hey Emma my most memorable set was definitely Gorgon City at Holy Ship 2019 It was my first festival. They played on the second night on the top deck and the vibes were just immaculate. I had never felt the music so thoroughly. The lights were incredible and it was just the perfect set. It made me fall in love with music and Gorgon City for sure. Awesome. I love it. Oh, and she has tips for new ravers. We're going to hold on to that because that is going to be the next episode. So I forgot to mention that in the beginning. (laughs) If you guys have tips for new ravers, so first-time ravers or first-time festival goers, please send in emails for that as well because that's going to become um, an upcoming thing. Okay, next one, rave story submission. This is from Herschel. So it was Forest 2017. Storms were rolling in that day with possibilities of cancellations. It had been raining already, so my group went back and geared up with some ponchos. We went to the ranch stage for Above and Beyond, who I had never seen As the set moved forward, the rain was coming down harder and harder, and we danced harder and harder. In the distance, lightning was dancing in the sky. I looked around at all my friends who were having the time of their life, and I was just in complete awe. Maybe the most epic rave setting I could imagine. The totems stood tall and strong. The production never ceased. The bass rattled raindrops. We were unified as one movement in space and time happy forest that just gave me goosebumps the way you wrote that was poetic so thank you for that Herschel and that sounds amazing like there's nothing that will get ravers down you know what I mean like we are we are coming out okay memorable set this is from Kat she said hey Emma my most memorable set for me was Porter Robinson and Maddie on 
on Sunday at Coachella 2017. It was the first actual EDM set I saw live and I fell in love with it. I've always had a diverse music upbringing, but EDM just wasn't a huge part of my life until then. I will always remember their set and the sunset, which made the sky a cotton candy pink. My festival journey was forever changed because of it. I love that. That is amazing. I've heard a lot of people say that that set kind of like changed, changed the game for a lot of people. So that's awesome that you guys got to see them together. Okay, this one is from Brian. Brian said, my most memorable set was Amelie Lenz at Time Warp NYC in 2019. It was a hot, sweaty, massive warehouse. It was the first time I got to see Amelie Lenz live and she was amazing. I still wish I could go back to that night, but hopefully she comes back to New York City very soon. Oh my God, I'm kicking myself. I didn't go to that show, you guys. Like it was one of those things. I had friends who went. I don't know what was wrong with me. I have no idea why I didn't go to that, but I've heard nothing but amazing things. And I don't think I've seen them. No, I've seen Charlotte do it. I have not seen Amelie Lenz yet. But yes, Time Warp is a really, really big thing in New York City, you guys. So definitely do not miss that if they come back in the future. Okay, Peter Phillips said, Hey, Emma, my most memorable set was Armin Van Buren at Ball and Blanc, a small indoor festival in Montreal in 2019. It was so memorable because I got to meet and trade candy with him before the set and the set itself was four hours straight thanks pete you got to meet armin van buren that is fucking crazy wow i you didn't even give the backstory on how that happened that's so fucking cool wow 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 okay um let's see my most memorable set is from jenny my most memorable set was from porter robinson at edc 2016 my first festival ever it was magical for so many reasons my ex, who broke up with me a few weeks prior, introduced me to EDM, and I wanted to rave without him since he didn't take me when we dated. Boo. That's why he's next. I had planned to meet some friends, but they bailed, and I learned that there is no cell service when you are in a festival. Because they bailed, I met my rave mom as a result from posting to Facebook if anyone was at EDC. We have been good friends ever since, and she was actually in my doctoral program. Wow. She adopted me, and we have been to, to every EDC together since. I watched the Porter set with her, and we got goosebumps and cried. I cried happy tears because not only EDC was unreal, but it was amazing hearing a set from the first EDM DJ I was introduced to and loved and had made a new friend and gained a rave mom as a result. I still watch the snaps today and just realize how blessed I was to be able to see Porter at my first festival, and I have been going to festivals ever since. It's such a high to hear beautiful music from Jenny. Oh, that's so amazing. That makes me so happy. Like anybody listening to that story, I hope it shows you that if you really want to do something, like if you want to rave, if you want to go to a festival and things just don't work out, like your partner, your friends, like whatever, there are people out there that will adopt you like there are people out there who will take you into their family and you will meet so many incredible friends so do not be afraid of branching out and putting yourself out there and, and meeting new people okay this one's from i think it's hozu um he says hi emma and hello to the rave culture cast fam so my most memorable set when i started going to festivals and shows in 2019 after i stopped listening to any type of edm music was io at the Ritzabor in Tampa, Florida on Halloween. Very nice. It was my second time seeing him and I became a fan of him because of you. Oh, you're going to make me cry. God, that's going to make me cry. Okay. Whew. I just like love Io so much and the whole thing makes me absolutely devastated. But anyway, 
get it together, girl. To be honest with you, I knew I was a fan, but something about that night and his set that day was just magical. It made me an even bigger fan. He gave me goosebumps from the moment it started to him ending his set with Castles in the Sky. Oh, girl. Um, I actually cried a couple of times a night. Yep, me too. Like when he played in my head, this was just like a wow moment for me. He was on fire that day. The way he was playing and just the vibes all around were perfect. This moment became even more memorable when we sadly lost him. I will never forget him and that show for sure will 444 ever be in my top five sets. If you need more sets, let me know. I have plenty from just two years. Haha, <laughs> have a great day. Oh man, you just hit me so hard in my feels. Wow. Yeah, there's just like something special and you just have to feel like lucky and blessed if you did get to witness an IO set. So like truly when you guys say that you like discovered an artist through me and they're like one of your favorite artists like that is the best gift you could ever tell me because that's all I want is to like make you feel the things that I felt for this community and like make you feel welcome and discover these artists that will like blow your mind and give you these amazing amazing memories so that's so exciting okay here's the last one. Ooh, this one's long and then we'll get ready to wrap it up okay so hi emma i wanted to send an extended version of my most memorable set uh, i commented on your facebook post awesome okay one of my most oh this was from sorry russ chow one of my most memorable sets of recent years was Elenium at edc las vegas 2018 i was on a psychedelic trip and was already in a really good place mentally Hearing his intro of the Inception song mashed up with Crawl Out of Love got my heart feeling all the emotions. A powerful and epic intro with beautiful lyrics. Crawl Out of Love is my number two favorite Elenium song right now. Ooh, behind his Infinity remix with Nicky Heaton. 100%. That song is so good. Right at the first drop when the fireworks shot off from the top of Cosmic Meadow, I knew I was in for an emotional time as my eyes already started to tear up. You already know how Elenium is. It's all bassy feels just hitting you in the right ways. The lights got a little brighter. I felt the bass rumble through my body. My hearing became more acute and focused. Residual smoke from the pyrotechnics created a three-dimensional infinite fractals in the sky. Seeing everyone around me headbang and dance on beat. It was the perfect accumulation of random variables working in unison to create a beautiful memory. About a fourth of the set in, a major highlight was when he mashed up Post Malone's I Fall Apart with Leaving, and I never knew I needed that mashup. Yes, 100%. I, that was the reason it was unmemorable. This was about the point where I began to cry as it hit me harder in the feels. Shortly after, Elenium premiered his single Gold with Excision and I brought him and brought him out on stage. Second time hearing the song since we had seen Excision on day one and he brought out Elenium to premiere the song. The second drop of Gold was harder and grimier than the first drop, which got everyone hyped up. A, a nice little break from his more vibey drops. Once Say Goodbye started, said the sky began to play the keys on piano to make the song extra feelsy. Holding on my heartstrings, man. <laughs> it was such a beautiful addition to the original song. After the first major drop, dabbing came out and started to make his guitar weep in unison with the music. This is beautiful. Oh my God. You guys are writing like fucking poetry. Um, he said it was perfect set for EDC, perfect time with the crowd and homies. To quote some above and beyond, life is made of small moments like this. Yes, it is. I was crying and smiling the whole set in the best way possible with my brother and best friends. There were so many great individual moments within that hour, but the entire set was amazing as a whole. 
Cosmic Meadow is a perfect stage for any artist whose visuals play a key in their performance. Totally agree with you. Um, I was left smiling for the rest of the night. Day three was next, but I already knew nothing could top that set. The sad boy band with my group was the highlight of the entire weekend. Thanks for reading and listening. Thank you, Russ. That was absolutely beautiful. You just like, I kind of like touched on that set. You actually just put into description why that set was so good. So thank you for bringing those memories back. All right, fam, I am going to go through our Rave Culture Cast community comments because you guys take the time to write them. I'm reading them. And then we're going to wrap things up. I'm going to skip the news today because this is already a long episode. So let's read your comments on the Facebook group. So uh, Chris Elliott, what's up, Chris, said his most memorable set was Chris Lake at EDC Las Vegas 2019. He said, basically, the set that makes up for the bad day I had on day two. Pure house heaven for me at Cosmic Meadow. Shuffling from each side. It was so amazing. Claudia Vasquez said, Chris Lake at Izu. Couldn't believe I was so alive. Um, Derek said, Delta Heavy at Dreamland Festival. It's a local festival in Puerto Rico. It was my first fest, and I had such a high at that set. Love it. These are all short and sweet. Um, Gabriella said, okay, I got a good one for this one. EDC Las Vegas 2019. Yep. Eric parades into above and beyond. I'm right there with you, girl. Being right up at the rail for all of it with my two close friends. Holy shit. I was in pure heaven and then seven lions came out. Oh my God. I will never forget it. It will forever be the best moment of my life. It was true bliss. Oh my God. Gabriella, thank you for saying that. Cause how did I not say that before? All, all I said was Eric Prids into Above and Beyond and was amazing, but she just hit the nail on the head there. Part of the reason was everyone was so upset that Seven Lions wasn't going to be at EDC 2019. And like my whole group was in complete bliss. And then all of a sudden they were debuting See the End, their new single with Seven Lions. And they put his logo on the screen and I hit my friends. I'm like, oh my god I'm like that's fucking seven lions and they were I think we were all like there's no way he's here and then I saw Jeff's hair on stage and I was like he's here he's literally here and like that was his only appearance the whole weekend but oh my god yeah we had literal chills when that happened okay Ash Marie said number one marshmallow decadence 2018 brought a first timer it was raining the whole weekend so it was muddy as hell the overcrowding was crazy but we found a foot of room in the middle. Couldn't see the stage at all, but it was the best feeling watching someone fall in love with the experience, just bouncing around, having the time of our lives. And then she said, Zoo, back-to-back Chami at Hard Summer 2019. I have never been so in a trance during a set. My friends tried to get my attention throughout the set and I wouldn't even talk to them because I was so in the zone, even though I was bone dry sober. I'm just sad I can't find any good recordings of it to relive it. Um, Persito said Carl Cox at Future 2000 in Hawaii. Wow. Probably the most legendary set I've ever seen. Um, Zach said a two hour above and beyond set. Then Seven Lions came out for See the End. Magic. I think that was EC 2019 as well. Kia said Seven Lions back to back Jason Ross at the ABGT 250 at the Gorge. This set was absolute perfection, start to finish. So many feelsy moments combined with two amazing artists at the top of their game coming together to make magic and arguably the most beautiful venue in the world. A freaking men. I have watched that set on YouTube so many times. Like the gorge is a dream venue, but yes, that that back to back was special and I just watched it on YouTube. <laughs> 
Carlos said good vibration back-to-back excision. When excision announced he was going back-to-back with Nightmare at Base Canyon, people didn't know what to expect, but it was amazing. And for the last 20 minutes, they brought out slander and it was mayhem. Nothing will top that in my opinion. Unfortunately, I don't think any of these sets get recorded. So it just lives in the memories of everybody that went. Um, Damo said, it's honestly Don Diablo, front row, kinetic field, EDC Las Vegas, day three, 2018. Yep. I will never forget that night. The vibes were unmatched. Colin said, Skrillex at Veld, Toronto, 2018. On the rails, a girl was headbanging too hard and smacked her head on the rail and it made that ding sound. Oh God, Jesus. Um, Michael said, imagine 20, 2018. I think you can see why. Still looking up for the best clips of my Cascade set. And he included a little clip in the Facebook group. And then lastly, Laura said, destroyed, destroyed set at first Lost Lands. Uh, the volcano actually caught on fire. We have it on video. Hence, if there are any OG Lost Land fam, they know when we say baby steps, best show thing, even though it was a little bit scary. Wow. What a note to end on, you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much to everybody who submitted uh, a story today. Thank you so much, you guys, for writing in. I really, really appreciate it. As I mentioned, today's a long episode. I'm getting a little tired. I'm getting fatigued, guys. So I'm going to skip news today. Um, But I just wanted to mention, you know, if you want to stay in touch, if you guys want to meet other people or you want to submit things in the future, definitely check out our Facebook group and our Discord group. Um, And like I mentioned, I forgot to say this in the beginning, but I am looking for more submissions for the next episode. And it's going to be all advice for first time ravers and festival goers. So guys, all my veterans out there, give me your advice. What would you say? to somebody attending something for the first time so that they feel prepared, they don't make any mistakes, like all that good stuff, definitely email me raveculturecast at gmail.com with your submissions for that. Um, what else? And yeah, my webinar coming up, How to Land Brand Deals and Collaborations is Sunday, June 27th at 6 p.m. Eastern. There will be a link in the show notes if you guys want to attend that. And again, I'm going to do a panel at the end with some rave business owners. So it'll be a really good Q&A. And I think that's it, you guys. Go shop the Plur. I'm wearing it today on YouTube. The Plur merch line, the Rave Culture Cast merch shop is always linked down below in the show notes. So I appreciate any of you guys who are able to support and pick something up. And I think that's all I have for you. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you all have an amazing week this week and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. Bye.